what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast inspiring young rock and roll fans to discover new music, help them find a place they can connect and feel accepted. And definitely some great new music coming your way from a person on the podcast, not once, but twice, but now three times. It is Robin from the French metalcore band Resolve. And this band continues to grow more and more every single day. Their brand new album, Human, comes out on September 15th. And best way to prepare for it and get to even know more about the band is right here before we jump into the all thank support of this podcast which comes from phoenix fitness so you guys know i love me my mosh pits and be able to do what i would do in those mosh pits which is go from beginning to end of the show not just the set the show and not leave the mosh pit we have the stamina to do that but then also the strength to deliver those hits but then also have the strength to be able to take some of the hits because i'm not the biggest dude in the pit i gotta be what i call mosh pit fit so that means I'm going to the gym like six times a week, seven times a week, you know, hitting the weights, doing a lot of cardio work, like two, three hours every single one of those days. But I have to make sure I'm preparing right and recovering right to achieve my fitness goals, achieve, not achieve, achieve my fitness goals of being mosh pit fit. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many types of supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals by preparing and recovering right, such as different types of pre-workout, both stim and stim free blends, different types of BCLA recovery compounds, different types of creatine, different types of protein from whey-based blends, collagen-based blends, plant-based blends, multivitamins, literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers and you can get 20% off, say 20% off, usually code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now, guys, feature presentation time. Robin from Resolve, and I am super excited to have him back in the podcast. And trust me, this conversation is so good. So are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, I love having guests on multiple, multiple times, and this is already third time's the charm for this guy right here. We had him on once in 2021, and then once again, right before their Between the Machine and Me album came out in late 2021. Since then, this band has been absolutely flying, touring like crazy, and now they have a brand new album called Human coming out on September 15th, and if it's going to pick up anywhere where Between Me and Machine left off... Let me tell you, this is going to be one hell of a good album, and you hear the singles, you know that's going to happen. So please welcome Robin from Resolve back to the podcast. So Robin, once again, welcome back. Thank you, man. Thank you, Kevin. And yeah, hi again, everyone. It's a slightly more, slightly older and more tired version of Robin, but here I am again. <laughs> slightly older, slightly more tired version. I mean, a lot can happen in two years, but I know the reason for, you know, slightly more tired is because you guys have just been going nonstop for the past, like... It seems like ever since Between Me and the Machine came out, you guys have just been going nonstop with touring, getting even bigger as a band, brand new album, and then touring even more after that. So understandable why a little bit more tired fits into the mix. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thankful for that. But the thing is, when we, like the first the first time we talked was July 2021. So I think we had released like maybe a couple of singles ever since like being a signed band and everything. And the thing about the first album was it got pushed back like it was done like way, way before it was like actually released. But because we knew that we needed the touring to solidify the the growth of the band, like we kind of sat on it for, I want to say, about a year. And like the timing wise, it actually made sense because like I, I think I, I remember talking to you and like right before doing our very first show back as a mm-hmm. band, which was, I think, October 2021. But like things, if I remember correctly, like after that, things got slightly worse again. So touring stopped again for a while and like it opened back up for good. So 
spring 2022, which is like when we started touring as well. So yeah, it's been it's been nonstop ever since, and we also wrote an album in the meantime. So so yeah, it's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot for sure. Been a lot, been busy, but at the exact same time, I mean, it's got to be a lot of fun. Just given the fact that yeah. again, looking back at the past times we had we had talked, where. Again, you guys had ju- been still going through the pandemic and we're waiting for between me and the machine to come out. Then the second time it was right before it came out. But then we did have that little period of time where it was like COVID came back. Touring either got shut down or more mandates were being put back into place. But then mm-hmm. once win- like you know sp- winter 2021, 2022 got over going into the spring, you're right. Everything opened back up. And oddly enough, when it came to you guys releasing that album at that time, it kind of geared you in a perfect position because from what I remember from it, there were a lot of people that were incredibly high on the album, praising it all over the place. So by the time, you know, okay, you had a little bit of lull in touring because the little pandemic, you know, uptick once again. But once it was done, you guys hit the ground running. And when it came to the band overall, it just kept growing and growing. It just didn't stop. So when people finally got to see you, it's like they had a taste of Between Me and the Machine, and now they get to see you live, and they're fully embraced in that. They can really feel how powerful that becomes. Yeah, and they had some time to, to sit with the record as well, which is which is always a good thing. Yeah, no, it's, we, we've been we've been lucky on that on that regard. Like, I, I feel like we are one of these bands that like, COVID actually like, kind of helped in a way because like every, we had everything to, to build before COVID. So it just like got us this time and maybe this like everything was at what was at a collective stop. So like it was kind of a hard reset for everyone. So maybe there was like a bit more room on the scene as well. Well, after that, like so some bands like it took them a lot of, longer time to like get back to touring because you know like the bigger the vehicle, the the slower the stuff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like for, for us, we are just driving, driving like this tiny, tiny <laughs> to, 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 uh, I don't know, like truly there's small car. So it was fine. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense too, just because when we think about back when the time that happened, you know, getting back into the live music scene was going to be the last thing that COVID really was going to be able to bring back. And of course, from that point, smaller bands are going to have an easier time starting back up right when live music came yeah. back because you're not playing in you're not playing in stadiums, you're not playing in arenas, you're not playing in front of tens of thousands of people coming together. You're playing at that time, you know, maybe in rooms that are you know 250 cap, 500 cap, even thousand cap. So it's yeah. a little bit more plausible for that to happen. But then where you guys are coming from, it's I've been watching a, like a bunch of bands since the pandemic scene. You know, which ones are some of the bands that have really taken that pandemic in stride? And then what was going to happen afterwards? And you guys are one of them where. What happened was, you know, you use it to your advantage. Of course, every band tried to, but once touring came back, once you guys released that uh, first album with me, Between Me and Machine after as being a signed band, it just took off because you guys did everything you could to lay that groundwork and then get in the ears of people and get people that experience of live music once again to the point where now, you know, we're already coming to, you know, the second half of 2023 charging through and you guys are just, again, nonstop touring. You have a brand new album out. And when it comes to listenership, when it comes to just people paying attention to the band, it just keeps growing every single day. Yeah, yeah, and also because, like, so basically, when when we're between the machine, uh, like maybe not almost to the day, but not even one year after, we were actually raising one of the singles, like which turned out to be the first single out, out of the new album. And I mean, that's the that's the name of the game now, too. You know, so you. I know I know a lot of people disagree with this with this idea of 
being like ever so present and releasing a lot of singles out of your album. But re realistically, this is like it, it, it only makes sense. Like I, I wish I wish I could just like I mean I wish we could as a band just say, Hey, here's our new album, go and listen to it, but it doesn't happen this way. You have to yeah, you have to always remind people. And even when you feel like you're doing too much and being too much into people's face and everything, you have to remember that like myself and the other members of the band, like all we care and talk about all day long is is this band. And like when we feel like it's too much, like we have to realize that for most people which are like outside of this, like even if they get reminded like once every two hours that Resolve exists through whatever social media or email or anything like it's still fine and they still have plenty of time to think about other stuff so yeah gotta, gotta push always see the the crazy thing is now i'm thinking when you said two pieces from that one was you you know you want to just like hey i just want to give the album out to everybody and just let people consume it that way because that's how we want to consume however uh of course current way that people are consuming music is very single based and trying to be able to play the game on that while still maintaining, you know, that the fact that you're going to try and have everyone connect with the album on top of that, being able to continually remind people like, hey, check it out, check it out. Even when things get tired, I, it reminds me of two conversations I recently had. One was with Lucas from Holding Absence, where he had talked about being yeah. an album band, but it's you got to play the game at that point in time. But what you want to do is at the same point in time, stay in their subconscious and stay in their mindset. So when they come across your music from one of those reminders, it's like, oh shoot, now they want to go into one song. Then they want to go into the second, the third, the fourth. And then before you know it, they're going through the whole album. It also reminded me of a conversation with Maddie Madeira, the drummer from From Ashes to New, where, yeah, you might be exhausted at point in time, but it's all about taking a step back, taking a look at how hard you've worked to get to this point, where you are now in this kind of taking a look back, you know, this is where you wanted to be a year ago. This is where you wanted to be two yeah. years ago. And it's just appreciating that and continue to move forward. So it's, you know, maybe just a post here, even though you don't want to do it, just hitting that button and all of a sudden someone gets reminded of Resolve. Someone picks up on it and then someone goes and gets a t-shirt off your website. Someone goes and gets a exactly, ticket for an yeah. upcoming show. You, ne you never know. Yeah, you can never know. We, we actually made a Discord quite recently and it's been very awesome for that because... I mean, I don't know if Discord sends notification. I mean, I, I guess you can just disable them. But basically, like, we've got people talking about stuff all the time and everything. But, like, whenever they do, like, I see the notification on my phone and it says resolve on top. So this is actually quite a, a cool way, I think, because, yeah, this, like, you can create this, like, micro system of people talking about themselves, but it's all under the same umbrella. And it doesn't even have to be about our band, but it's it's nice, yeah. And the best part about that, too, is even though it doesn't have to be about Resolve, because they're going to be talking within your Discord, there is two main things that hit. One is, again, the fact they're in your Discord. So the thought of Resolve is going to be in their head, in their subconscious, a little bit more in their conscious brain because that's what they're a part of. But two, they're able to talk and connect with other people quite exactly. easily due to the fact that not only do we have the same commonality with the type of music we like, but we have the same commonality we can start to draw from, which comes from we're in the Resolve Discord. We can talk about this band. We can have fun with this. And before you know it, now you're creating this much larger community that's all based off of just people interacting with people, all due to the fact that they just like your band. Yeah, yeah. And like when we started, we expected it to go like, okay, we will have to like be the conversation starters. But it turned out like people just like started having conversations like in between themselves. Like having 
like it's it's what's really nice about this platform and like in general like even like any other discord server but it feels very much like a private chat chat but it still has like this forum like approach so yeah it's a very uh yeah it's a very intimistic vibe and it's it's nice and i think that fits us very well like because we like we are not that that kind of band that's like we tried the TikTok thing recently, but man, this is this is not really for us. <laughs> like I think I think we're I mean we might be slightly too old too old for, for for this. Like we just we just don't really get it to be honest. So yeah, you have to find the the avenues that work for you, obviously. And that's understandable because with TikTok, from what I've seen from musical artists specifically in bands, it's the, the thing that helps you get big on TikTok is when one of your songs gets used over and over again and people start using yeah, that. It's the people who decide, not, not you, yeah. Yeah, but the other piece behind it too is, is when it comes to the other content that's on TikTok, it's it's uh, that for a band, it's very hard to drive, you know, more people to your band unless a everyone already knows you and b one of your songs gets hit because people might see your video, then they're going to scroll up to the next one. I, I tried TikTok myself for over a year trying to figure out something mm -hmm. and I realized there's no incentive for people when they start scrolling through and they see one of my videos to not to just hit the button and then like go to the link in the in the bio. It's so incentivized just to keep scrolling, just hit that quick follow button, but it doesn't yeah. mean anything after that. For Discord, it's a little bit of a different thing because I think about when Twitter first came out, it was people were able to see what like a someone that they uh, idolized or someone that they liked or like a famous person was gonna say and they're able to interact with it in some capacity. Discord kind of took that in a different level where they made it more of like a Twitter meets Facebook groups, but at the same time, it's a lot easier for people to get into. It's a little bit more of a dedicated thing. So when people are in there, they're much more active in that server. They're much more active together. So if you have a large growing Discord server, especially you guys being able to pop in there, add your two cents every now and again, to these questions that these fans are starting, these these conversations these fans are starting, it just adds so much more to the mix and it feels a lot more personal to them because now you're directly connecting with them and that just continues to grow the community and continues to grow the band overall. Yeah, and even you know, even for us, like I think we are like we are extremely thankful for anyone's support really. So to see like honestly quite a lot more people than we expected to to join the thing was was really nice. But I mean, yeah, it's, and it's all like, it's cool because you see people like organi organizing like carpools to shows and stuff. So I, I, I can't wait to see, like, this could be the start of something like greater, you know, like in, in person meetings and stuff, which, which would be really exciting. Like, we, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Uh, thinking about that too, because it kind of adds a little bit more of that, you know, VIP experience, but at the same time, it's, you're doing it for everyone that's in that Discord server where, hey, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be doing something, maybe a Discord get together when we're going to be in this town, in this city playing this show. And everyone's able, and people that are there are able to come through. And at the same point in time, it creates this larger sense of community. But again, another sense of connectability for you guys as a band, because now what happens if I'm just some, you know, fan that goes to see one of your shows? Maybe I like the band. Maybe I don't. Maybe I like one of the other bands on the bill, but I go there all by myself. And all of a sudden I see you guys play. I like you guys. And I start talking to people around me and I find out that there are people there that all yeah. carpool there from one other place because they all met on this discord server. Oh, now I'm starting to connect with these people. And now I want to join. And it just yeah. gives more of this community sense to it at ever is growing. And 
a lot of it is based off of what you guys are doing, but the fans are also doing their part to it because they're connected so much with, with that server, with you guys, where it all comes through because of the positivity that radiates from it. Yeah, very much like that idea. Yeah, I, I can see that happening also. So, yeah. Say, so because That's I know you guys have not yet come over to tour in the U.S. And by the time nah. I get over to Europe, I might be like, okay, how am I going to get to this show, to this show? Just pop in the Resolve Discord server like, hey, can someone help me out? I'm pretty sure someone's going to. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's amazing, the, the power of the of the community. Like you say, like a, a community can make or break a band. A band, sorry. Oh, abs- absolutely. Because we've seen some bands where they just get like those, like the, the feverish fan base is built behind them and they help build that community, help build that band to bigger heights. I mean, we saw that happen the last couple of years with like Sleep Token, with Bad Omens, with yeah. with Spirit Box. Black Veil Brides got a huge push on that because of how they were able to connect with their core fan base. If you guys are able to do that, the exact same thing can happen. Yeah. All the, the Swifties, which I, which I think are the, like the, the bigger... The biggest community you can you could think of. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And then what was we're gonna turn them into? We're gonna turn them into the Resolvies? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like so, sometimes we we as the bands we call ourselves the Resolvers, <laughs> which, but it's but it's really lame. Like I don't know. Like Resolve doesn't really. I don't know. We will have to see about that. For now, it's called the Resolve Community, and we like that. But yeah, it's it's hard to come up with a name. With a, with a cool sounding name for the for the community, we'd have to we'd have to think about that. Well, you think about it, you know, resolve. It's like you're you're figuring out things. You're figuring resolve resolution. The resolution. You could go with something like that. The resolution, yeah, or with the resolution or revolution, maybe some uh, slight. Uh, so- some slight tweak, some slight tweak of that, but still it would make sense. Now, because you guys have been touring so much, have you been having chances to meet with people from the Discord server that come to the shows? Because hey, you guys have been out on the road, you guys have been touring all over the place. Of course, you're gonna have fans all over the world, and people are gonna want to come see you play. So, have you had the chance to actually meet people directly at shows that are coming directly from the Discord server? So the the Discord thing, it's like actually extremely recent. Like it's been open for at the moment we're talking maybe like two weeks. So. We no, we I, you know what we've actually like we've played a show a couple of shows like ever since opening it up, and like yeah there was like we I, I don't think we actually like met up with any of the people coming up but there was like this dedicated sub channel or something I'm I'm not too sure about the name mm-hmm. like people like going to the going to the show and being able to say like hey like I'll be there at the, the this time watching this band and stuff mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it actually, so yeah, it actually kind of happened. It actually already kind of happened. It's only been open for a couple of weeks. I mean, that just speaks to a couple of things. One, it speaks to the absolute viability of it from your perspective as a band. But secondly, it also shows that your community as a whole for fans is just, it's strong enough already to where the Discord server opens up and people are able to connect with it lickety split. I thought this thing had been open for months at this point, but I didn't know it was just weeks. No, no, but that's why I was saying that we are very impressed with uh, how enthusiastic people were about, about this. So, Oh, absolutely. And now kind of going back and you guys touring as well, because I know you guys are going out on a co-headliner after the album releases with Siamese, but then also you guys just got done touring with While She Sleeps too, which just makes yeah. me so happy knowing how when with While She Sleeps, how big of an influence, how big of a fan base they have over in Europe. So how did that whole entire tour turn out? Man, like it was, I think it was the the best tour we've ever done. Like 
I mean, it, in different ways. Uh, it was also like not the longest because it, it was friends only, like which is something quite rare. Like you don't see like bigger UK or or even American bands, but like it's rare that they do like more than say two shows in France. And like on this on this one, I think we had six or seven, and we were like, lucky enough to like do all of them. Like I don't want to say we've became best friends with Washes Leaves because mm-hmm. they, I mean I, I I guess they have a lot of experience. They like they have been through a lot. Like not saying like positives and and negatives obviously. So like you can see that they are very like closed and tight group. And like we were playing kind of bigger venues, so like every band had its own backstage, and like we could we could like we could pop and say hi if we wanted to, and like whenever you run into them, like in the like going to the stage or anything, like it's like hey man, hey man, you're alright, yeah, yeah, but just like ca- casual stuff. So like we haven't became like best friends or anything, but you could tell that they actually care about the the support bands because they've they've done a lot of like cool stuff, like say. Like one thing that comes to mind is on during one of the uh, at one of the shows, like the stage was slightly smaller than for, for the the other places on the tour, and there was only room for one drum kit on the stage. So we expected to have ours like on the side or uh, just like in front and having like this this much space in between the drums and the stage. But no, they actually like removed the drums uh, after they soon checked. They actually took their drums, took them out, so we could like place them in instead. Which is something like you don't usually see headlining bands at this stage doing. So, like just small gestures like, like that, you know, I'd say that they, they still obviously care and like they, they are still a, an amazing band live. Like I, have you, I don't know if you've seen them before, but uh, but like they they still kill it like even 15 years or more into their their career. And for us, it's been amazing as well because France is obviously one of our strongest territories, but we haven't had the chance to play much like in the past year and a half. It's been a lot of Germany. It's been a lot of UK actually as well. Uh, but France, like like I was saying, is still like a developing market. So to play like these bigger venues all over France, it was like really amazing. And we, we saw like a, a lot of progress on like how many people are listening to us now in France and planning to come see us back. So no, it's, it's really been amazing. So that's fantastic to hear, especially from how you were treated by While She Sleeps for something like that, where they're going to take their whole entire drum kit off on a smaller stage so that all the support bands have a chance to be set up properly and not have the drum kit kind of like awkwardly off to the side. So then when you guys are moving around, it's like, you know, you have to stay stagnant. You can't move around. Cause it's like, if I move around, I'm probably going to hit something and that's not going to go very well, but oh, just being able to go out and expand your reach. I mean, it makes sense that you guys have been touring previously a lot in Germany and in the UK, because when it comes to the heavier side of music, those markets tend to have a little bit of a stronger foothold for that. When it comes to France, I mean, outside of like a a couple of bands, including you guys, when it comes to heavy music, it's not necessarily as well known. So for you guys to play what six or seven shows with while she sleeps around your own country and really get people connected to, Hey, we've, you know, you probably heard of while she sleeps. If you haven't heard of us yet, you're going to hear of us now. And people leaving the venue are probably first off like saying, yeah, while she sleeps killed it because who doesn't like to see while she sleeps. But then the second thought they're probably having is, Hey, there's a, that band resolve from they're from right here in France. And yeah. if we didn't find out about them until today, 
that's a that's a problem but at least we found out about today so we can start streaming all their stuff on spotify music we can start buying some merch we can start supporting these guys and before you know it now all of a sudden the heavy music lovers in france are going to find a band they can latch on to and really get behind add more to that community aspect and really give you guys a nice big push forward yeah exactly and like like you're saying like i was saying the still is still the scene is still developing but like say five years ago like things like that couldn't because it was not just us there was another like French band, uh, Ashen. I don't know if you've uh, you've you're familiar with them, a, a like Ashen, like Ashes, basically. Yeah, they're like super super good, and like they're like they started slightly like later than us, so they are still like very much developing and stuff. But like having like an established band like Where She Sleeps and two French support bands, like that would have, that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Like they they would have taken a UK or or American band with them. And like at the at this time the French scene now like people know that there is bands and people know that there is good bands and like that things are starting to to change so it's it's really good to be a part of that dyna- dynamic like this is this is very important to us yeah oh that makes a lot of sense and it's very good to see that you guys are you know being a huge part of that in pushing that forward I actually did something where this actually this next question actually funnels into this perfectly. I went to the Metalcore uh, Facebook group and I asked people, hey, I'm going to give you guys, have the guys from Resolve on if you have any questions. Right before I jumped on the call, I checked it real quickly and there was one that stood out yeah. to me and it funnels perfectly in this. From, uh, I, I don't know if it's last name, but it's Benoit HTN. And he asked, how did you guys survive and overcome the difficulties of doing metalcore in like an emerging metalcore scene like France? Like, how did you guys overcome any difficulties to get to the point where you are today, given the fact of where you started in France that's not at the same level for heavy music like the UK or Germany? Well, I mean, th- this is going to get a bit a bit more technical, but I-, I think, like, honestly, being in a band and pushing your band is hard, but we kind of have it easy because we are like reaping the rewards of what other bands have done, other French bands have done in the past. Like obviously I, I think like th- things really changed uh, like when it comes to international scene, like versus the French scene. I think Gojira really was the one that started to, started to like pave a path basically. But after that you had Betraying the Marios which I guess you're familiar with. And mm-hmm. they were like pretty much the very first like French metalcore band to really have an impact on the on the international scene. And then obviously our big brothers in landmarks, which then like kind of took it to another level. So like basically they sh- they showed uh like the French industry, like the music industry, which is still quite small, like just for the for the alternative and metal mm-hmm. scene. But like basically, it showed that you could actually, like basically, make money with, with this with this with this kind of band. So like we've been lucky enough to have a like a touring agency just focusing on France and stuff like that. So and that 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 helped a lot with our with our career and with our ability to kind of make a living from music. So I mean, it's it's still a lot of work, and hopefully, like we can be kind of an influence on younger people like being like, Oh, so yeah, I I could start a band and get into touring because like these guys who started from basically nothing could could do it. But it it also has a lot to do with, yeah, like a few bands before us that just show that it was possible. 
See, that actually does make a lot of sense because I'm thinking about it from any other musical standpoint, any other like country that has bands come out of it. It all has to start somewhere, right? I mean, even think of like like deathcore. There's probably going to be a lot of Russian deathcore bands we're going to see in the next five years because of what Slaughter to Prevail is doing. We're probably going to yeah, be seeing sure. and, and take a look at you know metalcore in the UK. All of a sudden, it was you had Architects, you had Asking Alexandria when they were in their first two albums, and then it was just an explosion after that. Where what you were talking about, you know, starting out, you got Gorgier of a train the Mars, your big brothers in landmarks, and it's kind of seen where they were able to go with it. And see where that path had been taken so that any other difficulties that would come through where it's, oh, people aren't necessarily knowing the French market right now for heavier music. Well, we can follow along with what some of these other bands have done. We know that it's possible. We continue forward on that. But then the big key is going to be just how do you continue to push that forward? Because, yes, Gojira is big. Yeah. Yes, there's Betrayed Mars. Yes, there's Landmarks. Now you guys are coming right behind that as well. It's where can you push that like path next? So that there's even more bands that are under you that are being influenced by you in France that can say, hey, this is what Gojira did. This is how they got. This is where Landmarks went. This is how where Resolve went. Now let's kind of take those ideas. Let's put in the work. Let's go down that path. But then if we find a where the path works for us, we can deviate, create a brand new path. And more people can not only get to learn about the heavy music that's coming out of France, but a lot more people can be influenced by it to start their own projects. Well, I mean what came to mind when you were talking about the next like what's the next destination and like literally speaking i think for bands like us like you can't really stop until you've made it to the us which is like it's not something that's like really envisioned right now but this is kind of the middle 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 term goal in a way so like maybe like not not say i don't want to say anything like because there absolutely absolutely is no plan, but realistically, I think we will try and come to the U to the US by twenty twenty five or so. So so that would be, I mean, yeah, like just touring literally like another continent is obviously the next the next big thing on our on our on our eyes. Or it could be even be Australia or Asia or anything like really. But th this is because like touring is it's um, it's good fun. It's really amazing, but it's kind of like once you've done one tour and what's once you've done the the bigger venues and what's you've been like we've been lucky enough to do like a couple of big festivals this summer and there's this kind of bittersweet feeling like okay so the first time was amazing and overwhelming but like what's what's the next first time gonna be and like for us and like for us we are lucky to be in a position where the next first time would be yeah like a, a broad touring like literally getting on a fly with our instruments and 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 gear and and start this like start the adventure all over again because this is like this is what it will be and yeah i think that's the we like th this is an arc we have to complete before even considering stopping the band mm. i mean this has this has never <laughs> been considered but yeah for, for us this is where we want to go to go next See, this is one thing I absolutely like about how you said that and the way you said it, because it showed that you are still, you know, thankful for the where you are now, where you remember what had happened in you know, the previous couple of years. Remember what happened during the pandemic when we weren't even sure touring was ever going to come back or when it was going to yeah. come back. And now it's the point where you guys are going, you're touring all over Europe, you're having a blast with it. So you're still appreciating the journey. You're still appreciating what has gotten you to that point. So you're still kind of being humble about it. But at the exact same time, 
you're always you're looking towards okay what's our next goal what's the next thing we want want to accomplish going forward and touring on another continent is going to be probably especially for you guys that easily is going to should be the next thing that you guys think about due to the fact that again take a look at you know the three bands you labeled for that gojir of a train the martyrs landmarks it's Gojira has tra- played shows all over the world. I think Landmarks just came in the U.S. for the first time in 2022. I know Betraying the yeah. Mars just came here. I'm just not exactly sure when. So it's like, okay, where's that next one that's going to come from France? And obviously, from in my standpoint, obviously it's going to be you guys. It just depends upon when that is going to happen. But as time continues to tick on, as you guys continue to do what you do with the brand new album coming out, and now going to be doing a co-headline tour with Siamese as well, it's going to just solidify the fact that, you know, as long as you keep putting the work, this is going to happen. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very much the money problem, to be honest. Like, Because I'm sure if, like, there, there would be a lot more offers if, because basically for people who, who who don't know listening to the podcast, like if you're doing this properly, like sending a band to the US, like just the visas alone, we're talking like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. So that's you know, yeah, that's that's like crazy, crazy money. So the 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 risk is incredibly high. So that's why like you have to really wait for the for the right for the right moment to to actually take the risk and see like okay and even like you you might be losing money but it's uh it's a thing you have to do like to to get on the next one and make make the money back on the next one and stuff so yeah it's it's an exciting goal but it's still there's still some like some touring in europe to be done before you know we have to rack up but I do need to thank you for actually giving a like a legitimate number for all of us to understand when it comes to the visa issues, because we've seen a good amount of bands from Europe, a good amount of bands from Australia, even including our friends in Patient 67, who were supposed to come over to the U.S. from Australia for a festival. Mm-hmm. But then it was just announced, you know, a couple of days before we recorded this, that they weren't able to due to visa issues. And express, you know, it is expensive, but that just adds a lot more to it because if you're thinking between twenty and thirty thousand dollars for just for the visa itself, I mean that's a huge chunk of change. And when you're coming over to play in the U.S., you might end up losing money. That actually makes sense because you know you're putting you're putting so much into coming over here from just being the getting the ability to come over here. The travel costs itself, the freight costs to get all your gear over, get your instruments over, and then even just travel within the United States as well to get from venue to venue. But the thing that stands out is, is you're trying to figure out when is it going to be appropriate for you to do that? And when do you feel like, okay, you know, we're making this amount of money right now. If we take this opportunity in the U.S., we get the right opportunity. Yeah, we might lose some money on this. But is that amount of money that we are willing to lose for this opportunity that's going to potentially lead to greater returns in the long run? That means we can go over the U.S. and then make money on the next run and make that money back. It all has to play in there. So when it comes down to this, it's kind of like, you're just waiting. You're just picking your spot when it comes to those U.S. tours when you think we are ready to do this. This is going to be the one that's going to be the best for us so that we can do this again and make more money the next time. So if we lose money on this one, we're set. I, I do want to thank you for you know just giving that number because it puts a lot more perspective into my head. Oh, uh, yeah. No, but touring like in general, like you, you, I guess we've all seen like the articles on the bigger like press outlet like like we we wouldn't really know because we were, weren't really touring like before the pandemic but it's so incredibly expensive like even just uh like 
even just with uh, less than two years experience, I've seen like the, because I do most of the tour managing for, for the band, and I've seen the cost of hotels like rising up and rising up and rising up. And like gas, I mean, it's been... <laughs> It's been just crazy expensive, but thankfully, thankfully, it's still like somewhere. It's still been a, somewhere that one eighty per liter or something mm-hmm. range. So like this is ex- like so much more expensive than say five years ago. But that's something that seems to be stable. But yeah, overall, it's been it's been apparently it's been harder than ever before to to be touring, but also like. We've been lucky enough to have like good merch sales on most of our tours and like play a lot of venue. Like most of the venues we play, they they don't do the merch cut thing. Like they, like you see a lot of them doing in the US, like even very smaller venues. Like you, you would, you wouldn't really see any, any venue like under, I want to say six, seven thousand, uh, seven hundred, sorry, (laughs) people taking any merch cut. So that's, that's something to be thankful for. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard, but also like for us, it's been it's it's been a, a good balance. Like we we like we are like still very much very much poor, but it's been able to maintain itself and like most of the time break even. So so it's it's all right yeah. thanks to the thanks to the fans because obviously you get your guarantee, which is like the amount of money you're being paid by the promoter for playing. But like most of the time, it's not even covering like. 50% of your costs so you have to hustle and try and do a cool merch stand and try to get people yeah to want to support you because they they know about that stuff so they now they now they want to like they know where their money is coming in so that's that's cool I'm glad you guys have not run into many, you know, venue merch cuts cuz that's something that even from my standpoint I still stand the ground of for the venue don't take those merch cuts because at the exact same time, it's if you want to take merch cuts, then give the give the bands a cut of what you made at the bar. Because if the band, yeah. if the bands aren't going to be there, there's going to be no fans. If there's no fans, you're not selling any beer, you're not selling any alcohol, you're not selling any of that stuff. So you're losing yeah, money but, out on that front. So let the bands make no. their money. You make your money. Let's just be happy but, with that. Don't take don't take more from these bands than they because they're the, they're the one tour they're the one touring they're the one that are bringing the people in. If people are buying their merch, let them do that. What if what could you do with that space? Put another bar there. Oh, that's fantastic! I but actually, you've got enough already. Yeah, but you know what? I actually have a have a, a thinking about this, and it's I'm not pointing fingers or on any artist of or of any kind, but see like these venues, like. If if bands selling merch are like, uh, you know what, we're not gonna play your venue until you stop with the merch cut or anything, they don't care because they can put on like, say, a DJ act any time of the week, and people will show up. Like different people will show up, but people will show up, and it will be just one guy traveling with his fucking USB stick, and like he like he he can leave off, say uh, you're get, you're getting paid a uh, one thousand a night, like for a band with road expenses and crew to pay and everything like you cannot make it happen but if you're just one guy driving around or flying or or something you can make it happen on on for for this for this amount of money and you can even like bring in one head of a show i want to say so unfortunately like i think venues still have the upper hand on on this on this fight and they will kind of always do so i mean not saying that we we shouldn't try and make changes but it's uh, it's a lot harder than 
than we all want to to admit. I think. See, see now, now I'm starting to think about that point you just made, and I agree with it. Yeah, but only in the short term because if I'm thinking about it, say like I'm thinking about like the main venue I go to that's by me. Say they didn't have any bands in there, they just brought in DJs. Well, what happened is is yeah, for for a small period of time, you would still be getting a lot of people in there. But the issue is is now you're going to be pretty much only solely focusing in on one type of music. So your venue is going to be focused in on a smaller on, on a smaller pool of you know, genres at that point in time, now you're going to be bringing in a smaller pool of people and those people aren't going to always return every single night for every single artist. So if you, so yeah, if you're especially in a smaller venue or you're, you know, in a smaller area, it's not going to last long. That's a good point. And it actually makes me think of something is uh, some friends who like work in like music venues and stuff. They told me that they do the, they make the most and th we're talking about venues that don't do the merch cuts. okay <laughs> but but basically they are making the most money when it's a rock band playing because what does the rock audience do they party and they drink beer and and they like beer is very high margin for for these for these places and like when it comes to like uh edm or like dog techno or stuff like people like yeah sure they grab a cocktail which is like more expensive then you know like they they pop a pill and just enjoy the night so like they actually like you're right like venues in a way they also need rock bands because and they even have like lower security costs yeah because like you see like obviously less fights because i mean obviously people are gonna be drunk but your drunken friend will just take care of you you know <laughs> I mean, obviously, fights happen at shows. I'm not saying they don't, but uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, no, that's a that's a long converse, conversation to have. Yeah, that, that's a long conversation for another day that I definitely would love to have with you. But before you get heading out, I do want to talk a little bit about human for a, just a little bit due to the fact that it is yeah, a new album that's coming out. And when I was going through the singles, my thought was, already, I'm curious to see what you guys got coming up. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. And listening through the four singles, I was thinking, you know, you guys want to come over to the U.S. Your goal is by 2025. After listening to the singles, I'm thinking this has the potential to leap you guys even like before that due to the fact that there are two songs where I'm like, you know what? I get these, but they're just not hitting me in the exact way that I prefer due to the fact that I love going to those pits. I love smashing around. I love having a blast seeing what's going to happen. However, the two songs of the singles already, I'm like, these might be my two favorite resolve songs so far. So it's just like, I'm starting to see that there's going to be a lot of people that love the heavier stuff. That's going to like what you guys got going. But then there's some other things you guys put in there. You melt, you blend so many different things in there for a couple of these other songs where it's more people that are starting to get into some more of the heavier stuff. Like they're gravitating towards the sleep token, the bad omens kind of things. They're going to gravitate towards you guys as well with this. And we're all just going to be one happy family enjoying human when it drops. Yeah, I mean, I would love for us to be kind of a gateway band. And like the fact that we don't have like that much, I mean, we obviously have a fair amount of screaming, but it's like, yeah, that we are not the heaviest of bands. Uh, so to be honest, like you're, when you started asking the question, my, my connection kind of went off for a little bit. So I might have missed the first part of your of your of your point so would you mind just going yeah. again for, for a bit yeah so basically i was saying is like you know for the for the singles it was i was curious to see what's going to happen but because there are two singles out there that are definitely more my style like for the pit that i really connected with i think it was death awaits and move to trash i really like those two 
But in the other two with uh, Human and New Colors, I'm like, this is a different feel. However, I'm still enjoying it just maybe not as much for my personal taste, but listening to these songs, it's I can see a lot of the different mixtures, a lot of these different influences that are coming in there where people that are really getting into the heavier stuff right now that are gravitating towards like Sleep Token and Bad Omens. Mm-hmm. Those are the songs where it's like, again, what you said, Gateway Band, that's where it's all coming in, where we can yeah, all come get- together and enjoy you guys based on the fact that, yeah, I'm going to be able to go and throw some people around the pit. But then the people next to me, the next song can be able to vibe, enjoy the heavier side of things, a more of the melodic sense to it. But in the end, we're all enjoying the same music. We're all enjoying the same band and we're all doing it with a smile on our face. Yeah. And like we always, I, I think this sort of like duality between the more like atmospheric stuff and the more like straightforward stuff, I think it was there on the first album. I think it's maybe like, blended together maybe more tastefully on on this one like we st- we still have like the hard eating songs and we still have the more yeah like thoughtful i want i want to say but that's also because we are like and it goes back to the conversation we are having at the start actually because we are very much album driven people so whenever we, we are writing i mean obviously sometimes we are like okay let's do just a full-on banger or at least try to but uh, a lot of the times, so like considering the journey for the for the listener, and like if we were to listen to it, like after this very heavy track, what would I want to hear? Would I want to hear another heavy track, like or just, or something like yeah, more out there to pr- to kind of prepare and recharge before the before the heavier stuff again? So yeah, we we use that dynamic a lot, and like I I I don't know, like I. We might in the future maybe do an album that's focused more on one side and then another one on the other side. Uh, like, I I, th- I think it would be interesting to see uh, how we can and like to be honest, I, I really think Human like on a lot of tracks has this, but trying to see like how we can bl- blend the two sides of Resolve together and see if we can come up with the perfectly refined version of uh, of ourselves. So yeah, we. We we see about that, but also that's one really cool thing is that it allows us to see like kind of what what people like us for, because you were saying like in your personal taste like move move to trash and death awaits are you are your personal favorites, but like for a lot of people like when we dropped new colors uh, quite recently there was a lot of people going like oh my god this is the the best song you've ever released which like we really love the the song and like a, a, a lot but I didn't really expect it to like see this amount of reaction reaction so i think yeah i think we're gonna stick to this kind of unpredictability like when we whenever we announce a new single you you cannot really say oh i mean i know what it's gonna sound like already i mean and you could even be excited and like uh, there's a lot of bands i like and because they kind of do always the same thing and they do it well but uh, for us at this point we still want to try and try new things and I think you guys have yourself set up for this album to be a big like springboard into the next step and to really grow the band. Because again, like we said, I like the heavier stuff and like the more some more of the straightforward, some of the stuff that I'm really be able to throw people around the pit. So that's why I gravitated toward Deathweights and, and uh, moved to Trash. But yeah, New Colors, I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's just not hitting me personally. Oh, where other people, they're embracing it fully. And what I really like about what your idea is when you kind of, you know, you have the two different sides of Resolve and you can blend together or you can pull them apart at the exact same time. It allows you to be 
unpredictable, not only with your music, but when it comes to going out on tour. Could I see you guys going out with a band like August Burns Red? Yeah, I could yeah. see it. Could I see you also going out with Between the Buried and Me and still kicking ass? Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. This album is proving it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And yeah, like at, at this stage, we've mostly toured like on very much metalcore packa package, tour packages. But that's something that we would really, really like yeah, to try maybe like a, a softer, a soft tour. And, and what's cool is that we can even like change up the set list depending mm -hmm. on the kind of audience we, we play with. And that's also what's really exciting about having another album out is like it's a whole new it's a whole new bunch of songs and moods to to pick from and 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 change the set list because obviously we want to play as much as much new songs as possible but we also know that mm -hmm. people want to hear the, the ones that they love and mm -hmm. have been listening to for a while so yeah like you ideally you would even like pick the set list say five minutes before the show mm -hmm. just you know, take a peek. Like mm, this guy looks like he might enjoy some old school stuff. Let's let's throw <laughs> one in for him. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's gonna be something that you guys will be able to go for on these next tours and just really play with and have a blast. And people are gonna be able to feel so many different emotions when they listen to Human. Once it comes out, they're gonna have a good time. I know you got to get going, so Robin. As we bring this yeah. podcast conclusion, one thing I like to do is give you a chance to whatever you want to say. Plug, or even a plug. Promote your approach at the end of the episode. So, my friend, the floor is yours. Well, uh, I, I think it's going to be as original as the very first, <laughs> the first few times. But I should have thought about this this time. No, uh, just yet. Yeah, I would just want to thank everyone listening for the for the support. Whether you're listening to this podcast, which is amazing because that means that you are eager to discover new artists, and uh, the scene needs people like you. So obviously, thanks again to you, Kevin. Uh, and I don't know, like I'll just you know I'll, I'll show that my my good friends and one of my favorite bands, uh, Oakman, O-A-K-M-A-M, which they, they do kind of like alternative indie pop. And it's like incredibly amazing and more people should know about them. So that's going to be my show up for the day. Yeah. Perfectly said. I love it. Now it's time for with three things. First things first, Human comes out on September 15th. The band is going yep. on tour with Siamese co-headliner throughout Europe. So if you're in Europe, go get those tickets. If you're not in Europe and you want to come to the U.S., stream the album like crazy. Buy it down. Make sure people get to know about Resolve and go and follow them on their social medias. Go join their Discord server. Links for exactly, all of yeah. that stuff is going to be in the description of the podcast. Now it's time for number two. Now, Robin, I've had you on twice, and this is your third time, and I have yet to see you live. So I've not been able to make good of my first two promises of first rounds on me twice. I'm going to change it up a bit on this one yeah. because if this is your third time and I haven't had a chance to you know, actually see you. I got to do something different, right? So when I get to come and see you guys for the first time, whether it's over in Europe or over here in the US, I'm going to find you. And instead of just giving, buying a couple of rounds, I'm just going to bring a whole case of beer and be like, here, enjoy. <laughs> or, we should maybe, or we should maybe do a, a special episode, like a, a live one or something. I, I still have yet to do something like that. And that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm really hoping to do something like that. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. And I'll still bring a case of beer. I mean, I'll do I'll do it for a case of beer, obviously. But yeah, like we we need to we need to keep the idea. And where when are where are you based in the US again? Um, I'm in Milwaukee, so I'm about I would say about an hour and a half north of Chicago. So if you guys are doing a show in Chicago, oh, I'm down there all the time. So I I was so, down there. Yeah, you're a seeing a lot of ago. tours. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I go yeah, down there must... all the time, and I'm like, you know what? That's gonna be probably the most likely place, given how big of a city it is. So 
That would be the yeah. one to go with. I'll bring my shit down and then we'll have a blast. I mean, hopefully your first US tour comes through Chicago then. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure it will. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it will, let's be honest. I'm sure it will. It's, not, it's only the third largest city in the country, so... Yeah, and, and I think it's actually our biggest city on Spotify, like in terms of US listeners. So that that does not surprise me in the slightest. No, I, just... I, no, I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of metalheads in Chicago. Show there is. Them. So you know, everyone's gonna get ready to come and see Plev. Now it's time for number three. I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because this is always so much fun talking with you. Love having the chat with you once again. I'm gonna see you guys live. I'm gonna bring the case of beer. Hopefully, we can do a live episode at that point in time as well. And this can't be goodbye, man. No, 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 no. We're doing this no, again. So no. this is going to be again. I'll for see you later. For sure, man. For sure, man. Bye, Kevin. Whoa, whoa, folks. I'm interview with Robin from the band Resolve for the third time ever on this podcast. Now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So there's a lot that's going in here. But the one thing that I absolutely loved was when you're we talking about, you know, from their standpoint, coming over to the U.S. and bringing up the fact that, yeah, visa costs are going to be expensive and he gave us number between 20 and thirty thousand dollars so let's just assume it's twenty five thousand dollars now that's going to be per person as well so you know you're spending like six figures just to get the band over then that doesn't count you know travel expenses to get your you know your stuff to the united states or to another country doesn't account for getting yourselves there transportation and then transportation around the country as well so it gives us a better idea of when it comes to these bands that are playing these shows and they're coming over from different countries how much it actually costs them what risk they're taking especially for a band like resolve where i I honestly believe after human drops especially if listening to singles if you haven't go and do that right after this episode but i believe it's setting them up for success where this album is going to be a major push to where 2025 is a very reasonable goal for them to come over to the u.s but i think 2024 may end up being the year that that actually happens but they're going to take time and they're going to figure out what's going to be best for them because yeah it gives us a standpoint to understand what these bands are going through you know you are probably going to lose money on this and the question is is you know your first time coming over there are you going to be able to do it to the point where you're going to lose money but not be in the you know so much in the negative to where you can come back again the next time and make up not only the money that you lost from the previous year but make money on that tour on top of it as well and it, it instead of just you know coming over the u.s on a whim and then losing tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars as a band just to do it one time. And it, it gives me more perspective on it as to what they have to deal with, what they have to go through. And I have to be sympathetic towards it. it. It gives us, especially here in the U.S., a little bit more of a more of an understanding of what these bands that are internationally touring, the ones that are coming from Europe, the ones that are coming from Australia, the ones that are coming from Asia, the ones that are coming from South America have to deal with. And why it's so important to come in, you know, if you like these bands and you have a chance to go see them, go and see them. You're not going to regret going to see a band you like. Trust me on that. You're not going to. So go get that ticket. Go support these bands and watch out for Resolve. They're coming over to the U.S. within the next two years easily. Guaranteed. Signed, sealed, delivered, stamped in. So if you want to go make sure that happens, go and check out Human by Resolve. The brand I'm coming out September 15th. Go pre-order it. Go pre-save it. Go like you listen to the singles and go post on their social media sites where you want them to come here in the U.S. as well. Be like, oh, come to Chicago, come to Milwaukee, come to New York, come to Boston, come to Brazil. 
Everyone always says come to Brazil. I always have to put that in there for funds. Uh, all the links to the podcast for that, for their socials, where you can share the music, pre-order the album, pre-save the album, and join their Discord server as well. Please make sure you also subscribe to the Core Progression Podcast if you're on any audio version, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Hit the follow or the subscribe button, whichever one is. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button right down here because there are brand new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. Friday reaction videos and clips throughout the week. Also like this video too because it's kind of fun to do that. Or, or the episode as a whole. Thank you. Helps me out as well. Thank you, uh, Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% off. Use the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Robin, once again. Hopefully, the next time we get to talk on the podcast, it's in a live setting. That'd be freaking awesome. So, on that note, that's good for you guys. Thank you for listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yo!